afternoon, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I'm your host, Tasha, and happy Saturday, you guys. Um, I've tried to record a few episodes like five times um, this week, but um, I, I just felt like it just, it wasn't right. I felt like that, I just felt that it was rushed, which it was. I, I would run out of time, so then I'd kind of lose my train of thought, and then I would have to pretty much, um, you know, like, it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. It So, sorry, I'm lighting my candle that I got from TJ Maxx, and I'll tell you what it is um, when I light it, because it smells fucking amazing. Come on, right? There we go. Okay, it's only two. It's it's called Mystic Eye, a mystical blend of Palo Santo and Copal from DW Home. Highly recommend, guys. It smells like heaven. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, anyway, <laughs> that was kind of like off key. But, um, yeah, so it just didn't feel right. And so I was just like, huh? I kept deleting it and deleting it and deleting it. And so now I'm here. Um, I just wanted to try to get something out early for you guys, but it just wasn't working out. And man, I'm telling you guys right now, be careful what you ask off for. And I'm saying that because I, I, I don't have a life anymore. I don't have a life for a while. And it's bothering me that the things that I would use to keep my mental health in check as well as to build, you know, um, upon is pretty much taking a back seat. Um, I had a mental breakdown on, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday because I was just, I was just exhausted. You guys, like I don't have any time to myself because I even me and my friend even started going to the gym even earlier in the morning to see if that can give me some kind of space where I can be able to not just only do school and the program stuff and working out, but you know, like I, I want to work on my business. I have a lot to do with my business, um, as well as, um, self-care and just having some time to myself. That's one thing I said I did not want to lose. And that's, that's happened now. Like I, I barely have time for myself. I, you guys, the first time I hung out with my husband and I know we live together, but he also, he got promoted again, you know, thank God, you know, I'm telling you abundance and all that stuff has just blessings has just been coming through. He got promoted again. So now he works a lot later. And so now, you know, when he comes home, he sometimes has to go back to bed because he has to get up early in the morning. And so the days that he did come home a little bit earlier, I was stuck on the computer. I was stuck in meetings for, you know, my classes because in one of the classes we have to do a lot of meetings, a lot of working with other people. And this is on via Zoom. So um, the the internet, my Wi-Fi for some reason had just completely crashed. I couldn't get on. I couldn't do anything. So I had to go straight from the program to the library unless to meet with my colleagues. And so... That's not including me not having, being able to do the homework and it was just a fucking mess. And so I was like, you know, I was just in tears. I'm, I was just tired. And I, you know, I was telling my husband, I was like, I'm exhausted. Like I, I'm going to bed late, but I'm getting up early and then I'm doing all of this stuff and I don't have time for anything that I have 
a passion about besides, you know, um, my health, because of course I have to do that or else I won't be here. (laughs) Right. But, um, you know, I had asked God for like, I I wanted more structure to my life and I don't think I specify good enough for some, cause now it's like, I'm definitely structured now more than ever because I have all of this shit packed in one day. And I've had to like, um, my store, my crystal store, it's been on fire, you know, this last week, which I love. I'm not complaining about that. I hope that sells out, you know, um, that's my goal, but you know, pretty much, um, I've had customers, uh, back to back, which is amazing buying multiple items. Like, uh, one pretty much bought out all of, almost all of my home decor, um, um, crystals except for two and then someone else bought the Galena. So now there's only the Apophyllite Zeolite left. So, um, if you want that, I highly recommend to get it. Um, my shop is on sale. So a lot of people's been taking advantage of the 20% off of everything in the shop. So please, if you're, if you've been wanting to buy something from my shop, this is the time because that sale ends, you know, at the end of Virgo season, the 21st, that's it. And then once the 22nd's here, which is Libra season, there is no sale. So I'm trying to get rid of everything because I got a whole bunch of stuff. I haven't, I was supposed to go to get, um, some new crystals for the shop for the home decor aspect, because I have plenty for jewelry. I just haven't had the space to wrap, uh, any of it. Um, and so, um, yeah. So basically I wanted to go get more of that, but seriously, I had to take, you know, yesterday was the first day I got to hang out with my husband and my, um, friends, all of my friends where we had a a nice, you know, dinner of some drinks and just, it, it just felt good. I had a mimosa, which is amazing. Cause kind of a cele- celebration of, I got taken off a pill. You guys, I got taken, taken off the caber golan, which is amazing. So I want to keep it that way. And I just want to celebrate with one drink and I'm hoping there's going to be more toast to being completely off some of the meds that I'm taking. Um, so that was wonderful. And then, um, yeah, so today I got my hair done. It feels good. Cause I don't even have time to wash my own hair. So I was like, fuck this. I'm taking the morning to myself and having a self-care day, got my hair washed and, you know, styled and, you know, blowed out and everything. Cause I have naturally curly hair. Um, so yeah, I had to do it and it feels so good. So soft, so shiny, so pretty. Um, and you know, it's just something I needed. I did a little shopping, but nothing was really out, but I did go pick up my Amitrine that one of my local crystal shops, that I love to shop at has gotten for me. And then you guys, I found these fluorites. They're in raw form, but they are fucking amazing. He said it's from the UK and he said that, um, you know, he was like, um, here's the UV light so you can see it. He's the one who taught me how to use lights and UV light to see if crystals are fake or real and which it turns like the bluish and stuff like that under the UV light uh, that he had. But then he was like, and he was like, these will change color outside. And I was like, really? I was like, I've never heard of that. So he was like, yeah, let, come take a look with me. So I went with him. And literally the second he stepped out into the sun, the fucking fluorides, like the greenish one went to purple. And then the one that had some purple in it uh, kind of went to another color, like different color. I mean, it is beautiful. And the, the stones are high quality. So they were a little pricey. 
So, um, and they only had two. So of course I'm taking one for myself because it was fucking amazing. It was that gorgeous. And I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take one for myself. And then one will be on the shop when I get a chance to wrap it. But it is high quality. You guys is in raw form, but in a crystalline form, it's not like polished or nothing. It's so sparkly. It's beautiful. It's going to make a beautiful pendant. And I highly recommend because like I said, when you get out in the sun, it's going to change like the color a bit and everything else. So highly, highly recommend. Um, it's not going to be like crazy expensive, but of course, you know, it was a little pricey for me. So it'll probably be like around, I would say like, I'm going to say about maybe 50, 55 dollars. Um, so around there, like maybe 40 to 55 I haven't decided yet. Depends on how much, you know, material I got to use. But as far as the sewing itself, yeah, it's going to, it's, it's going to be about there. So there's only going to be one. So make sure you get it. Cause I am going to be showing videos so that, you know, customers can see. So, you know, word of mouth doesn't really stand for shit when you have a lot of fake, you know, like crystals and, you know, messed up people who like to, you know, scam people out of their money, which I do not. But if you want to take advantage of that 20% sale, you guys, uh, please go to Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. That's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E Jewelry on Etsy. Please make sure that you go on the Etsy shop, Etsy site and type that. So Etsy.com, type my store name. It'll pop up and happy shopping. Do not do it on Google um, because it will not pop up on Google for some reason. I don't know why. I don't think I have a high enough SEO yet. But um, I'm working on that. I was working on that rather. But I have a lot of stuff that I'm trying to get rid of because I'm trying to. I have like I have a ton of shit that I got to put up. Um, I have. Um, yeah, it's just I'm trying to add more to the store and more variety of, for people who aren't jewelry lovers as well. So we will see how that rolls out. But yeah, I do high quality, uh, high quality crystals for the new people. If you're new here, um, I intuitively pick them myself. I go out of town and I mean, sometimes to a different state to buy these crystals because not all crystal stores sell the same thing. And if you want the rare shit like I do, and I'm sure like a lot of people do, you have to travel for that. And you know, crystals are a passion of mine, selling them so that they can go to someone's home and make them happy and bring in the energy they need. It's amazing. But one of the things I love too about the crystal shop that I went to, he gave me a free gift. And I'm telling you, amethyst is just, I feel like it's like my mascot for my life. He gifted me with an amethyst with calcite. I mean, it is gorgeous. I've never seen that before. It has some calcite going on it. I love it. So I thought that was amazing. And uh, I'm, of course, it's in my little collection. But I feel like um, it's just like part of my abundance stone. Like I've just been really blessed with people wanting to gift me and everything. And right now I'm actually wearing a, a Vera Cruz um, pendant that I wrapped uh, for myself because I found this bigger crystal. I feel like other people might like it. So, so if the crystal shop I travel out of town for has more, I think I'm going to do that for the shop as well because I wasn't sure if people would like this, but I do get compliments on it. So I'm thinking I'm going to make some for the store. It's uh, in a point form. It's raw. It's beautiful. And it's large. Uh, it's not huge, huge, but it's pretty. <laughs> but I got it on a leather cord, which looks like magical and elven. Kind of expi inspired, not expired, inspired by the new 
Lord of the Rings, um, Rings of Power. I love the elves. That has always been my favorite. And it's about Galadriel, I believe her name is, which I love her. I loved her when I was a kid when I watched that. So, gotta love it. But, um, not a kid, but a little older, you know, like a young, young person. But, um, yeah, so check it out again take advantage of the 20 percent off and yeah whenever I when, it seems like whenever I wear this particular stone though I, I'm like this is when I was wearing this stone when I found the thousand like over thousand dollars I think I found like fifteen hundred dollars uh before I spent it all uh, not spent it all but I you know shared it with my friend and then we got the crystals the expensive crystals we wanted at the gym show if you haven't heard I think I mentioned that and it was like April 1st literally on the Aries new moon, I think it was that all of that happened. I was get, I was gifted. I, I someone gave me a, a free ticket to get in the gym show. So I didn't have to pay for my way in. And then within there, me and my friend was like going and I happened to look down and there was like a roll of big ass wad of money, you know? And I was like, Oh hell yeah. I put that in my fucking pocket. Cause if you're, if you show it, someone's going to lie and be like, Oh, that's mine. So I was like, I'm not even going to count it here. So after we bought the crystals we wanted, we had like, I think almost like 700 left and our crystals were expensive. So we had over a thousand dollars that we found. So we split that. I split it with her because, you know, I'm, I just, I'm just like that. So, um, it was a fun day. It was a blessing and all that stuff, but I was wearing this exact crystal, uh, pendant when that happened. And it's just like, I guess like, I don't know. It's nice. It, I guess, enhances the energy of my prayers that I have been doing. But I didn't even focus on praying for, you know, money at that time. So it was nice. I was manifesting. It was on my thing, but not like like that. So God really came through for me on that one. Okay, so let me go ahead and get in before people start getting home. <laughs> I tried to record this episode at, at, um, in my car, but I started to burn up and then people were coming with loud music and people were like staring at me like I was talking to myself and wasn't down with that shit. So, okay, let's go ahead and jump in. So of course, if I didn't mention, you know, my mind runs at a thousand miles per hour, Mercury retrograde is kicking my ass, which I'm going to do a bonus episode about that because this energy is very, I don't know about you guys, it's had me fucked up and I believe that's why like I had the mental meltdown because it is the planet of communication and all that shit. So I'll tell you guys about it. And then I will give you tips on what crystals to use during this time. Okay. So, uh, this is the Virgo man sign in mind. Um, so it says Mercury is credited with the planetary government of Virgo. However, many modern astrologists dispute this rulership theorizing that the sign sovereign sphere already dubbed Vulcan has yet to be discovered. Others cite Chiron, a tiny planet thought to be the ruins of a once mighty orb as Virgo's patron planet. Some even claim that other bodies in the asteroid belt, Juno in particular, reign over the sign or that Earth itself is Virgo's ruler. Whether or not any of these theories are true, the fact that this sign's rulership cannot be pointed bears the most meaning for and insight into the Virgoan persona. A slippery nature fitting into fitting its generally designated mercurial rule. This aura of, of uncertainty and disenfra- disenfranchisement that surrounds the sign's planetary rulership is analog to the Virgo male's psychology. 
He feels cut off if not cast out from a solid placement in the world. As anyone who intimately knows a Virgo man will readily admit he often goes MIA from his dealings with others, as hard to reach physically as he is emotionally. The mythical characters who lend their names to Virgo's phantom planets, Vulcan, Greek, Hephaestus, and Chiron, one a smithy and one a healer, are similar in that they remove themselves from the glitzy, vainglorious aspects of, of Olympian existence, making themselves instead of service to both gods and men, tinkering and doctoring up the world to make it better place for mankind to live. Hephaestus is a deity who became lame as a result of being trapped in the middle of a dispute between Hera, Roman Juno, oh, I didn't notice that was her Roman name, and Zeus, the bickering big mama and big daddy of the pantheon. (laughs) This story of being caught in the middle of a divine squabble makes sense in terms of Virgo's placement on the zodiacal wheel. As third sign in the second quadrant of environment, just following Cancer and Leo, whose ruling moon and sun respectively represent the contrasting mother and father principles in astrology. Um, Virgo is likewise caught in the balance. Okay, so, you know, some people would like not consider like the sun as the father symbol, but I know like the sun and moon is considered the feminine and the male, but... You know, a lot of people look to Daddy Saturn for that because, you know, Cancer is the moon and that's like mommy. And then uh, Capricorn is like the daddy of the Zodiac. Daddy Saturn, who basically is very practical, but also will karma your bitch ass if you're not doing stuff right. (laughs) So, you know, you just got to kind of look at it like that. So it's either or, but definitely moon and sun is like pretty much like yin and yang, uh, you know, feminine the uh, and the male, uh, masculine rather. Why did I say the male, the masculine? <laughs> so it says as a mutable sign, Virgo is a synthesis of those opposing percepts and thus epitomizes the astrological principle of dissonance and ultimate resolution using meditation, give and take and compromise in his quest for healing and product and productivity. So that's why I was saying for Virgo season, I hope uh, everyone has really been focused on that healing and <clears throat> also getting shit done. The two main attributes of the zodiacal sixth house on the cosmic level, this makes Virgo uniquely capable of incorporating the matriarchal earth cult view of the world mother source with that of the patriarchal sky cult vision, father creator, and to a single modus operandi. In real terms, Virgo man is particularly adept at opposing his intellectual ideas into the natural environment while being mindful not to abuse it. Hephaestus Vulcan in his volcanic workshop forged tools and weaponry weaponry via the masculine element of fire from the feminine earth. And despite being compromised by personal injury or indeed due to it, Hephaestus takes the lemon fate has dealt him and makes lemonade. This is precisely what Virgo man is cosmically urged to do in life for he too is often faced with some perhaps subconscious sense of of emotional disability. In addition to being a metal worker, Hephaestus from whose name the literary figure of Dr. Faustus may be derived is also an alchemist. So too is Chiron whose curative miracle work falls into the same category of Hermetic magic, Mercury, Greek Hermes, Virgo's traditional 
ruling planet and the namesake patron god of alchemists has its symbol, the caduceus, which remains to this day the emblem of the medical profession. So I don't know if anyone is into, um, not astrology, (laughs) duh, Um, Greek or Roman mythology, huge nerd growing up. I mean, when I was a kid, you guys, when my mom took me to the library, I wasn't in the kids section. My fucking ass was getting (laughs) Greek mythology books and astronomy books as well as astrology books. And I mean, piles. That's, that's what I loved. Like I, I read kid books very little, but you know, I liked the pictures. That was the main thing, but I really was more into really learning, but, um, yeah, the symbol, if I can remember, it's like, you know, the staff that you see on a medical thing, it has a staff and I think two snakes that kind of intertwine it and then wings at the top of the ball or something like that. I hope I'm describing that right. But yeah, that is actually the staff that Hermes carries, but it is used for the medical symbol. So I thought that was always interesting, um, seeing that as well as, um, when it comes to, you know, Virgoin, um, you know, their emotions there, it's, it's kind of weird because you have some Virgos who can show some, but I feel like those are evolved Virgos because in a way they're, they, they've found a way to balance their, the energy of Virgo, but as well as pulling from Pisces, their sister sign. So, um, they, they kind of know how to show a little emotion, but if not, then yeah, I feel like Virgos have a hard time expressing their emotions. I feel like they have them, but it's just like, they're very stoned about it. Like they don't really show it. They, they're more of a doer. They're, they're more of action. They show their love by action, not, you know, words or affection and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so it says the Virgo's cosmic connections are as sketch or are as sketchy in nature as he is a solid framework emerges from the seemingly de- uh, disparate celestial clues astrology gives us. The fleet planet Mercury and its rule of the buzzy air sign of Gemini presides over communication, commerce, and speedy interchange on the social and mental airplanes. Here in the Earth sign of Virgo, Mercury works those same dynamics, but on the material Earth plane suggesting slow transmutation as opposed to immediate transmission. For volatile Gemini male, uh, male, life revolves around a zippy interchange of thoughts and ideas, whereas for the more deliberate Virgo, life is a long, steady course towards substantial, permanent transformation, like a gradual alchemical permutation or a healing process which both require time and patience. As a mutable earth sign, many Virgo men actually wind up working in professions that involve the alteration of substance in some form or another. As ceramists, engineers, product designers, builders, architects, inventors, scientists, medical researchers, and doctors. Fittingly, work, health, and service are other chief attributes of the sixth astrology house of Virgo, whose sign's motto is, I serve. So, and, you know, usually that's, that's how it is. Like that Virgo lives to their model. They're all about serving. They're all about healing. Like when you have Virgo energy, it's about getting your decks in a row as mentioned to form a long lasting trans 
transformation. So for example, and I'm always going to use health and fitness because I feel like it's the easiest. So during this Virgo season, to me, what this would look like is let's say somebody wants to transform for long-term health, right? Long-term fitness. You're going to start, of course, with doing something small that you can do every day, right? So that's going to look like you're going to, let's say, wake up early. You're, maybe you're going to start going to the gym for 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes, right? Let's say we're going to start at 10 minutes. And then let's say after you're done with the gym, you eat a healthy breakfast, you know, just a healthy breakfast. Okay, so those are, those are two small gradual changes. So eventually as you keep doing that, Perhaps you increase the time you work out and then you start making all your meals healthy. Those are means for long-lasting transformation because you know that in the end, you're going to be a very healthy person or perhaps maybe you're unhealthy and you're trying to transmute and transform yourself into the health. That is, you know, that is, Vir- that is Virgo energy. You're not only planning what to do, but you're taking action, right? So, you know, you're serving yourself here. So I think that is a wonderful way they have put that. And it is, that is, you know, work, health, and service. That is the model of the sixth house, you know? So, you know, let's get it, guys. Existence for the Virgo man is meant to be a servile, humbling experience. Still, it may take him a lifetime to fully perceive humility as a virtue. For if and when the planet Chiron exploded, it left an enormous chip on Virgo man's shoulder. In making the transition from Leo to Virgo, the male archetypal personality shifts from that of the quintessential Sun King, the embodiment of divine right with an unconscionable ego to prove it, to that of the every man hard-pressed to answer to his own very human conscience. The Zodiac is an evolutionary spiral that mirrors history as kingly power abates people, power intensifies. Indeed, it is on this John Doe level where Virgo man lives, whereas things come easy for the Leo who inexorably leads a life. O'Reilly, the Virgo man, has a tougher road to hoe. Typically, without such God-given masculine endowments as athletic prowess or a winning way with the ladies, (laughs) Virgo is vulnerable to a litany of doubts, insecurities, and fears from an early age. He not only feels socially cast off, but because Virgo is often born at a time when his parents are embroiled in struggle or strife, he also signs a lack of familial love. Though smart in school, often musically and artistically gifted, Virgo fights on uphill battle in the trenches of human relationships. He is the Zodiac's misanthrope, a Charlie Brown, the cartoon, every man who often finds himself positioned low on the totem pole. He may be mocked or otherwise made fun of, which causes him to project a wounded and dejected personality. Ooh, that's interesting because I kind of see this in some Virgo men, which I know is a little offside, but kind of not. But like I recently found out that a guy that I had a crush on in the fifth grade was a Virgo man because he is on my Facebook. Um, And so um, we um, his birthday popped up and I was like, this dude was a fucking Virgo. So I guess I had a crush on a Virgo man, guys. That's interesting because I've never 
been with one or anything uh, in a relationship or sexually, but I guess obviously they, I mean, attracted me. I'd love to know the rest of his chart, but I can't. But it just shows it's weird because like most of the people that I did have like crushes on um, or people who had crushes on me, people who had crushes on me were all Scorpios mainly, which is crazy. But it's like the ones I had crushes on, I noticed they were either Earth. One of them was actually an Aquarius, which fucking shocked the living shit out of me or um, Leo's. So that that's interesting. That's very interesting. Anyways, <laughs> However, these early experiences often fail to breathe the true humility, humility upon which Virgo man will later thrive. Two particularly distinct personalities may emerge from the naughty Virgoan psych. On the one hand, not privy to automatic partial status like the Leo, Virgo may spend a lifetime bitterly seeking revenge by amassing enormous wealth and its power. This particular pathology is the primary theme of both Marlowe's and Goeth's Dr. Faustus, who used his alchemical knowledge to gain such ephemeral way. Humility is all that can save him from an abysmal fall. As anyone who knows him well will tell you, there are times indeed whole aeons when Virgo plays Mr. Big Shot, overcompensating with exaggerations about his wealth and status, showing off by spending way too much on clothes, gadgets, trips, food, drink, and gifties, mind you all for himself. On the other hand, the main god of misjud. Hephaestus, forging tools in his volcanic workshop, is a symbol of Virgoan masculinity at its best. A modest, unassuming character who uses divine inspiration from the common good, not for personal vengeance. Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling's orphan prodigy, is an apt Virgo male archetype. Thrown into a loveless environment, Potter, whose name seems to nod a mugle-friendly Potter god such as Hephaestus and Prometheus, never gives in to the self-loathing one might might expect of a boy so ill-treated. Then magic happens. Harry alchemically transforms from reject to righteous instrument of power despite any touch of evil lurking in his lightning scar. Zeus's signature mark wounding him like Hephaestus. Meanwhile, Harry's shadow opposite the character Draco Malfoy, a little Lord Fauntleroy from hell, is a model for the former Virgoan inclination. A draconian coward who hungrily clings to material wealth and increasingly sadistic critical power as a mean for overcoming insecurities, acquiring what will only ever be a fleeting sense of superiority. In short, someone someone headed for a long Faustin fall. So yeah, you can either get that, one one of those two Virgos, ones who kind of like use what they have and turn their lives into like something they love or work hard for power. Or you have the ones who are, you know, like very mean and evil and critical and not fun and will ruin your life. <laughs> Oops, did I say that? Anyways. <laughs> From his youth, Virgo walks an emotional and indeed a moral tightrope. He is visited equally by vice and virtue, just as he must resolve fear with faith, self-denial with self-acceptance, plain old right with wrong. Avoiding conflict, his sidesteps, tense situations, holding his tongue when feeling compromised. Like a volcano, he bottles up his emotions until they cannot help but blow or sink him into dark depression. By virtue of his sixth sign planet as the hinge of the zodiac, Virgo sees his whole life as a turning point, one long continual crisis. 
Still, he must be careful of building up too much real or metaphor, metaphoric bile in his system. The result of feeling forever star-crossed and learn to let the healing begin. Many a wounded Virgo will become a social or arts critic jobs in which he can earn big bucks by being his natural bilious self. Fittingly, the sign of Virgo rules the liver, an organ that secretes bile, regulates metabolic function, and helps filter poisons, thus purifying the body. Apt, too, as it is Prometheus's liver that is daily devoured by Zeus's eagle as punishment for his signature service to mankind. Virgo's symbol, a capital M that curls back on itself, the Greek word for virgin, is an obvious emblem of purity pointing in no small part to the Virgoan male's psychosexual need to remain unsullied, pristine, perfect. Being born under the sign of Virgo can be a real head trip. He can't help but project his need for perfection not only onto himself, but onto the world and indeed onto other people. I am going to read this again. Virgo can be a real head trip. He can't help but project his need for perfection not only into himself, but onto the world and indeed on other people. So you guys notice that like Virgos, they're, they're very, not all now. Don't you guys don't make the, don't make me say that it's all, but some Virgo men, I noticed they date these really, really beautiful hot chicks. Or sometimes they date girls who not really, really hot, but girls who are decent looking that they feel like they can fix into like their perfect girl. Do you guys notice that? Or is it just me? Because it's like how it's like, that's part of like the Hephaestus archetype, you know, as mentioned, I think in the sex and relationship part, they, they, they love to fix things. You know, Hephaestus is always working on fixing things like making new things. Um, and I just feel like that's how Virgo men are. Like they find someone and if they're like a damsel in distress that they feel like they can fix, they just fawn over that shit. The women do too. They, they sometimes fall for men who really need a therapist because they feel like they can fix them. But anyways, um, nothing and nobody, it seems is ever good enough. Often he'll get stuck bellowing rather than making even the slightest attempt to alter his world for the better. Unaware that it is his birthright to be a vehicle for change, fear of failure, fear of success, and, and above all, fear of mediocrity may cause Virgo to get stuck as a sideline critic with nothing, nonetheless, has, has its perks. People view him as an expert of superior discriminating taste, unaware that he might endeavor to accomplish any feat himself for fear of putting his head on the kind of chopping blocks to which he subjects others. Like most critics, he can take even a fraction of what he's capable of dishing out. So this is fucking true. Virgos can uh, dish shit out, but they can't fucking take the heat when someone retaliates back with them, right? Like, I truly, I love asking Virgos questions, especially if I need to hear the truth, because these people are critical as fuck. You know, um, they are good at telling you what is what is wrong with you all the time. Especially, I feel like that's more of unevolved ones, like negative ones. If they're, like they said, if they're unhappy with their life and they're not achieving what they're supposed to, they become so fucking critical that they're not even fun to be around. Like, seriously, who wants to be around someone who's constantly tearing them down? Right? Nobody. Because it's like, there's a way to be constructively, you know, a constructive critic, and there's a way of being just a complete dickhead. You know what I mean? So... Be careful with that, Virgos. 
Fear and self-loathing, as well as his obsession with perfection, have strong roots in Virgo's childhood. Like Hephaestus, he is often disabled by his upbringing having been made to feel somehow flawed. Virgo is famous for his phobias and hypochondria, which are often caused by overprotective parents in the same way that anal retentiveness, a particularly Virgo affliction, is often the result of trauma caused by a squeamish parent during toilet training. As such, Virgo may adopt a feeble self-image, seeking out similarly disadvantaged friends and love interests with whom so sulkily associate. He is infamous for being sullen, if not gothic, in his temperament and consciously echoing his phantom planet Chiron. Virgo, too, feels lacking. There's no easy way of convincing him that from an astrological perspective, this is exactly how he should feel. Though he fills the void with pride and arguably virtue in the sign of Leo, here in Virgo, it's definite vice, like the glyph of the sign suggests in curling back onto itself, the path to Virgo's happiness lies along a private internalized path of quietly humbling mining hidden talents rather than in pointing a finger at the imperfections he perceives in the outside world. So basically, you guys, just worry about your own shit, uh, harness your abilities and your um, things that you're good at and just go from there. You don't, you know, just sitting there talking shit about people you know, like they said, pointing fingers at everyone. It just leads to a miserable life. It's not a fun thing to do. So the next one is going to be our beautiful Virgoan women and their mind and sign. So let's jump into it. All right, so... There is plenty of controversy over the designation of Virgo's planetary rulership. Many modern astrologers dispute Mercury's traditional rule, assigning the sign's government to the undiscovered planet Vulcan, or the fragmentary remains of what is purported to have once been a mighty celestial body, Chiron, or to Earth itself. If an argument were ever to be made of Earth's dominion over the sign, Virgo woman would serve as prime supporting evidence. She embodies the slow cyclical change of the season themselves. She is often a warm and sunny personality, brimming with delight and enthusiasm, while at other times she is cold, stoical, soul capable of putting even her closest friends' ships on ice. That her planetary government remains a riddle offers the most insight into the Virgo, the Virgin's, the Virgin woman's personality. Her lack of definitive celestial or, origins gives her an aura of obscurity a muddiness as befits her mutable, her mutable earth status. And as anyone intimately associates, associated with the female of this sign would readily agree that drives or, or inspires the Virgo. Oh, what drives or, or inspires the Virgo woman personally or professionally is anyone's guess. She seems to lack ambition, even in the attainment of her particular goals, exhibiting no obvious drive or agenda. One might wonder whether she is conscious of her own motivations. In this way, Virgo appears to be an open book, a blank page, someone often quite literally up for grabs. When it comes to sexual relationship, especially Virgo is rather like an empty vessel waiting to be filled, a quality that may make her seem vapid, if not outright venial, particularly to other women. So this is interesting because I never thought of it career wise, but I feel like the Virgos I've, I know the Virgo women I know, these women, they take care of themselves physically hugely. I mean, they look fucking amazing. So, um, that's, 
I, I guess maybe that's just one aspect of it, but, um, I don't know. I know some hardworking ones too, but I guess I do know of one that is like really can take care of themselves, but it's kind of lost, you know, on kind of what to do with their life, I guess you can say, but that's only really one person. So that was very interesting that they said that. And for the sex wise, that's also interesting that they don't really know what to do because a lot of the Virgo women I know are freaks in a good way. Okay. So it is a mark of her being born into the sixth, sixth astrological house of service that Virgo seems so willing to provide essentially whatever function one wishes of her. Nobody is more a piece of clay than she as the the personification of her mutable earth status she is highly adaptable, indeed malleable to most any situation. Virgo represents the zodiacal principles of compromise and conductivity, and as such, the, the virgin female is willing to yield her own desires to the need of others to achieve a sense of synthesis, a functional flow aimed at satisfying common goals as well as individual ones. In short, Virgo wants what you want. She's on the earth to help others attain her desired ends, and and in doing so, she carves out her own expert niche along such glorified helper lines. All one need to do is glance at, Vir- at a list of famous Virgo women, which includes the likes of Mother Teresa, Margaret Sanger, Maria, Montessori, Peggy, Guggenheim, Kate Millett, Faye Weldon, and Sister Kinney to see this su- signature quality embodied. I don't know any of those except for Mother Teresa. Uh, that's the only one I've ever heard of. So many females born under the sign are <clears throat> distinguished as teachers, health workers, patronesses, and such exalted functionaries who do service for others and thus the world at large. Virgo woman, you might say, is the world. The grain-toting female that embl- em- emble- emblematizes the sign is the Greek earth harvest goddess Demeter. And her virgin daughter aspect core. And like Mother Earth herself, the Virgo daughter of Demeter is in the business of nurturing life as a whole. And yet on some unseen level, she demands the kind of awe and respect that is naturally to be afforded, afforded her. The paradox of the Virgo female is the same as that of the planet. She can giveth, but she can just as easily take it away. And like the mar- margarine commercial lady said, it's not nice to fool Mother Nature. Just as you can't pollute the planet without consequences, neither can you take advantage of the Virgo's servile nature and treat her like trash. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed, because even though Virgos will like bend over backwards for people, the second you become like ungrateful or an asshole to them, they will let you know and they will let you know in a very harsh, horrible way that you may not even you may learn something new about yourself that day, your new toxic trait, because they will let you know about yourselves. As the two preceding signs of Cancer and Leo respectively represent the mother source and father dominion. View of the natural uh, environment, Virgo becomes a synthesis of these parental principles. Virgo may displays, Virgo man displays the Virgoan precepts of compromise and resolution seeking to blend the male need to dominate the planet with the female concern for preservation. Virgo woman, in subtle contrast, like the planet itself, embodies the duality of once an entity that could be exploited and or protected. Her virgin sign itself tells the tale. Here she is Demeter Kor, the symbol of unsullied 
femaledom and yet holds firmly in her hand the phallic shaft or sheaf of grain filled with male seed interesting which whether for good or ill will change the landscape of her body just as planting turns the natural wilderness into cultivated farmland both manifestations of virgo's mutable earth energy where whereas it is virgo male's birthright to be a vehicle for change virgo woman's vocation is to be a vessel of change she is a poster child for the aphorism change begins with me illustrating to all of us that as we treat ourselves so too do we treat the world as such virgo woman is notoriously moderate in her habits unconsciously taking a temple attitude toward her body so yeah see this that's that's what i was talking about because they do my virgo homies these women treat their bodies like a motherfucking temple and i mean you guys i'm telling their bodies are so beautiful so beautiful um, it's like almost on the verge of perfection, to be honest. In addition to Demeter, Pandora is an archetype essential to understanding the character of Virgo woman. Although Demeter is also called Pandora, all giver, the more famous mythological character of that name is the silly bimbo with the box who unleashed all evil into the world. This Pandora here, all given, was made of clay or of marble by a tinker god Hephaestus, who being cuckolded by his wife Aphrodite, decided to forge his own little blow-up version of her to play with fashioning his favorite features of all the goddesses into her malleable made-to-order body. Subsequently, she was entrusted by Zeus with a jar, really not actually a box, which she was never told to open. Curiosity getting the better of her, she opened the vessel and outpoured evil, pestilence, and disease into the world. So we see just as uh, so we see just as woman is a vessel for life, she can also be one of destruction depending on what's gotten into her. If she feels loved and respected, Virgo has a mind to be likewise benevolent, giving and famously mothered like Demeter, delighting in the company of her daughter Cor, for whom all the world is bright and shining. However, if Virgo feels shafted, taken for granted or otherwise put at a loss, like Demeter, bereft at the rape of her daughter by Hades, the world will become a desolate place, not just for her, but for everyone around her, meaning that she she will destroy you. So be careful what you do to a Virgo woman because they will not fuck around. I'm, I'm serious. They will destroy you because they just, they don't, they, to me, I feel like even like they're, they are the house of the sign of service, but they don't take shit either. Like they're not going to allow themselves to be completely used. They will fuck you over. So watch out for that. Okay. So what was that? Okay. So just as core is really the virgin aspect of Demeter herself. So too does Virgo woman seek to protect her inner child. Her happiness depends on whether her natural innocence is being guarded or exploited by men or rather in what manner she is letting herself be treated by the masculine sex. This my mother myself dynamic is endemic to the Virgo female experience. She's a Zodiac's premier mama's girl, often the only daughter in the family which whom the mother seeks to bond often in a cringy best friend's fashion. Virgo's mother tends to be neurotic um, and overbearing in the extreme harmony imbalance or in a sexless phase with her spouse with whom she lives more like brother and sister than husband and wife during Virgo's 
formative years. Mother may also seem overly critical, perhaps even jokingly picking on Virgo's more passive father. As well, she will tend to attack the sixth house habits of the young Virgo herself, particularly regarding hygiene or diet. It's little wonder that many a Virgo girl develops eating order, eating disorders or weight problems, her self-image overly determined by the seesaw aspect of her mother's alter, al, alternate tendency to offer and withhold approval. On some level, Virgo's mother tries to keep her daughter from growing up and thus herself from growing old, which often results in an arrested development within Virgo's unconscious mind in an area that is also fitting, fittingly falls under sixth house rule. There are visible symptoms of this phenomenon. First, the bachelorette pad of Virgo female will most often look like some glorified child's dwelling. Nobody collects more juvenile trappings like stuffed animals, costume jewelry, trinkets, posters, photo albums, and the like. She is a walking, talking, windy complex. And reflect, in reflection of her mother's neurosis, Virgo seems likewise reluctant to mature, forever playing the part of a dutiful daughter to an often increasingly destructive doting mother. Virgo, in turn, adopts a den mother demeanor with meals, putting her in danger of being forever cast in that sexless, windy role of cautionary and caretaker. She generally eschews the, co- the company of other females, instead tagging along with her male playmates, and even when she reaches college age, she'll continue to hang about the guy's dorm, gravitating the way boys do toward some charismatic alpha stud to whom she'll hope to romantically insinuate herself under the guise of being buddy-buddy more often than not. It's an unsuccessful endeavor. Hmm. So that's, yeah, that's interesting. In childhood, Virgo is often close in age and sentiment to one or more brothers who, regardless of their birth, order the order she both looks up and looks after often given the self-conscious dynamic of her family relationships for instance she may already already endure having to be dressed alike with her mom virgo and her siblings are meant to be junior carbon copies of their parents and so she may confuse her siblings bond with that of the supposedly sexual love connection of her parents such that as she matures through adolescence, she can't help but relate to the boys she fancies in, as a sisterly familiar. Unfortunately, her own actual siblings' relationships may become blurred in extreme cases, even boarding on incest. Ugh. Any bleak scenarios aside, Virgo can't seem to separate a sense of sisterly affection from that of sexual interest. Putting out such an innocent f- filial vibe, however, suggests to, who, suggests to would-be mates that she just plain old won't put out. While Virgo guy may cling to what vestiges of virginity he might possess, virginity he might possess, he, Virgo girl can't seem to give it away. Most men have no inkling that she is actually the Zodiac's most eager beaver. She thus embodies the flip side of virginity, its inherent frustration. She must wait playing her childish games until such a t- such a time as a tall, dark, Stranger reaches out and grabs, plummeting her into delightful depths of exploring, aching, and tapped desires. Unaware that true love or lust is best with when it finds her, Virgo, meanwhile, looks for it in all the wrong places. Another seemingly contradiction of Virgo, visa visis, is virgin symbol as the sign's association with midlife, ages 35-42, when a woman is at 
once nearing her prime and the end of her fertile years. This is also mirrored by Virgo's zodiacal placement during late summer harvest when the ancients offered sacrifices to Demeter in hopes of her yielding enough sustenance for the ensuing winter. The Virgoan experience is akin to this time of life when a woman might make a last-ditch effort at motherhood <clears throat> or otherwise resign herself to eternal old maidenhood. In a sense, Virgo projects this um, spinster <clears throat> vibe all her life as if perpetually passed over and left to languish on the vine. It is baffling when you consider the list of famous Virgo beauties, Sophia Loren, Lauren Bacall, Ingrid Bergham, Greta Garbo, Margaret Tridu, Peggy Lipton, that so many of them chose much older men like old maids latching onto a last chance of love. Of course, some curmudgeonly female Vir Virgos have found power in forgoing relationships with men altogether, dedicating themselves instead to stricter definitions of their signs, principle of service, becoming the nuns and nurses of the world. In any case, <clears throat> Virgo gives off the air of a do-gooder, a sisterly, if not outright saintly creature, who one feels compelled to do right by and treat with kid gloves. She is not, she is not one, it seems to be tampered with lightly. Virgo's brand of sibling affection works both ways as men tend to love her first and foremost as a sister succumbing to the mass hallucination that nobody's ever good enough for her, not even themselves. Still, it is indeed confounding that so voluptuous a creature, so desperate to express her sexuality, is so often left without a date on a Saturday night. So basically saying that um, Virgos tend to, I guess, be single a lot because they, um, they're not really into being overtly sexual. So that is very interesting uh, and the complete opposite of um, the Virgo man. So I would love to know how you guys feel about that. That to me was just like, I don't know, like, it was just kind of a dark way for Virgo females in my opinion. But, um, yeah, so that is it. You guys, I'm going to go ahead and have to get off and I will definitely be coming back with the Virgo, uh, sex and relationship episodes, uh, hopefully tomorrow, uh, that way, cause Virgo season, I think is, it's going to be over this week. Oh my gosh. I, I believe, let me make sure. I think we have, no, we have another, yeah, it is. It's going to be over next week on Thursday. So I mean, Wednesday pretty much. So, well, that, that, that came quick, but I feel very good about Virgo season. I feel that I got, you know, as mentioned, I'm doing a lot and I'm getting things done um, especially health wise, which I feel like that was more of my thing too, health and financial wise. Cause I set some goals and I made sure to achieve a lot of those. So I hope everyone's having a wonderful time and I will definitely be back with th that episode and a, and a, and a bonus one. Ooh, come on. I'm sounding like a broken record, but I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and supporting it. Um, uh, don't hesitate again to, Visit my crystal shop, Alari Sky Jewelry on Etsy. Um, again, it's 20% off up until the 21st is the last day that the sale is going to be going. So please take advantage of it. Visit it. You know, favorite some stuff. Message me up there. Uh, if you have anything you want to know, even on... 
the Instagram, the charming Libra. Um, you can message me there too. I'd love to hear from you guys. Please rate this podcast because it allows it to, you know, other people to see it and be able to hear it as well. Um, so I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and I love you guys so much. Bye.